Morgan's Farm to Table Studios, located on County Road 42 and Nicollet in Burnsville, featuring six local farmers. Taste the difference, award-winning. This is The Howl, and we would like to welcome everybody to the new Nothing But Net channel here exclusively on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other, featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite league, the NBA. We are very excited to have everybody along for the ride. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. I am the Kevin McHale of the radio world, your host, Kevin Draves. To my right, Aaron Downtown Groshong, the producer of the show. And seated to my left is none other than Rob He's on Fire Hess. He is the jack-of-all-trades for the program. First quarter, we look back at the games that were and take a look at the week ahead. We will end this quarter with the Howells prediction segment and see where we are so far in our predictions. Second quarter again is our talker segment this week with a good dose of both Wolves and general NBA topics. We will also feature another edition of the new segment called Breaking Down the Game, where we examine and explain a rule or play type so you can better understand it going forward. Time flies when you're having fun, so don't blink or you will miss out. It's time for The Howl. Quarter one of The Howl. This is where we will take a look at the Wolves week that was, uh, however disappointing it may be, and take a look at the Wolves week ahead and try to give some optimism for our Timber Pups. Now, Rob, two games this last week here, uh, one against uh, the Golden State Warriors in Oracle Arena in Oakland, and then they had a nice little two-day break, and you play a struggling team in the Phoenix Suns. Now they play this evening as well while we're recording uh, against the Utah Jazz. So we'll break that we'll break that game down as part of next week's show. So right now we're only going to discuss these two games, and this this first game against uh, the Warriors. I remember watching. I had just gotten done with my basketball game, and I raced home. And this was kind of a sloppy game in the beginning, Rob. It was it was pretty frustrating to watch. We definitely looked outmatched. If we go back to the predictions segment that we made from, you know, when we previewed these games uh, last week's episode, I was very hesitant to call a win. But you guys pushed and convinced me. We did push. And I was correct with my initial prediction that we this was a game we would not win but but i did not predict it would be terrible i mean we looked so overmatched and part of my problem was that the warriors were constantly wide open i mean three pointers twos it was almost like we didn't even have to like if we had just chosen to not play like just not like defend anybody and just like stay on the one side of the court it might have actually been better just by chance because that's how bad the defense was yeah, it was, you know, one stat that really, really blew me away in this. In the first quarter, the Wolves forced 13 turnovers. Yeah. You know you know how many points they got off of those 13 turnovers? It was bad. Eight. Right? The I, Warriors had five turnovers. Yeah, you know how many points they got off of that? 15. I mean, it's... The it's most possible so amount of points that you can get off of five turnovers. And... I mean, the Wolves just look lost. And I mean, let's look at some of these numbers. Jamal Crawford minus 18, Jimmy Butler minus 16. Now, again, there's a caveat to this single game plus minus is not a great stat. But just when you're looking at the game in a whole, 
and we realize how bad we played, just having this many players be minuses just tells you just what a poor game that we did play. You know, Jeff Teague was minus 20. Jeff Teague was bad. And, you know, I had a conversation with someone on Twitter about this. When Jeff Teague plays good, he plays really good. But when he plays bad, he is abysmal. It still looks really bad. I mean, when he when he plays bad, the Wolves took 92 shots in this game. Made only 38. I mean, that's not how you're winning games. 41.3%. They were 20%. It actually was higher than you that I would have guessed. They were 20.8% from three point land, which you're never, you're never going to outshoot the Golden State Warriors. Didn't it seem like we tried to outshoot the Warriors though? In terms of volume, we, yeah. we were jacking up threes for the, for the record, the Warriors shot twice the percentage that the Wolves did. Yeah, 40 40, point, 41.7. Yep. Just absolutely outrageous. From, this is the big kicker. 57% from the field. How do, there's no defense. If you're, if you're letting up that many, that percentage is, is absolute. There's no excuse and for defense that bad. especially when your coach is Tom Thibodeau, the one thing, the one thing that we're forgetting here, golden state didn't have Kevin Durant in, in, in this game at all. He didn't play. And we still lost by 24 points. You almost wonder if it would have been a better game. Had he played just in the sense that maybe we would have been, less cocky going into it. You almost wonder if the team goes in and says, well, without Durant, we probably have a pretty good shot. At and we're going to, we're going to wipe the floor. You know, maybe we just, maybe we were confident. I don't know. I, you can't go into a game ever against a team as good as the Warriors and be confident. And you'd leave when you leave this game, if you're the team, you should have literally no confidence in yourself. You should say, you know what? We, we're still nothing. We still have so much to prove. Yep. 100%. This was, this, this is, this is the whole buying into your own hype. Teams yeah. that, that tend to do that, you know, they have a pretty good start or a good stretch and and you can't do that. You can't afford to have that kind of a mentality going into any game, but def- definitely not going to a game where you're playing the the Warriors. It's just unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, you win five in a row. You start to feel like there's going to be some motion here. Mm-hmm. The Wolves could go into six and then take a game against the Suns and be it seven wins in a row potentially going let's, into going into a tough so two game stretch. Let's take a moment just to go over some of the statistics in this game. Obviously, the way it was played, you did get some some minutes, not many, but you know, at the end of the game, it's garbage time. It's yep. obviously the reverse of what you'd like. You'd like to be up by a bunch and have these guys come in. Oh, so Aaron Brooks and the garbage Brooks, time players came in. Marcus George's Hunt, the you know, kind of the the D League darling, he jumped in and played a little bit. Uh, but as far as guys that actually would normally get minutes, you know, you got Shabazz, fifteen minutes. He was a minus nine. He did get an assist, so we got a. It was a Shabazz assist game, which we don't get too many of those, obviously. Five points. So you're not getting much from the bench. Three points from Bielitsa. There's there's a lot of things to dislike about this game. Jamal Crawford, you know, he has six points, three of eight. Just didn't do it. You know, he only played 18 minutes and he was a minus 18. That is bad. That's horrible. That is so bad. The thing with Jamal Crawford is you kind of have to take the good with the bad because he forces up a lot of bad shots, but he's so good at those shots I feel like at least early on this year, we've been very fortunate because this is one of the few games where Jamal Crawford didn't really give you much off the bench. Yeah, no. And it it worked out well that, you know, if we're going to get a bad game from Jamal, it may as well be in a game that we're going to lose by 24 points and not one that's not one that's close and that we need him to, to start shooting better and kind of thing. You know, one of the few guys that played well in this game, and I think he's played well in other games too, when we played poorly is, Andrew Wiggins, 
he just does a lot of the little things. I I'm, I'm just, I'm always impressed with him. I think he's putting in an effort on kind of maximizing, getting better at his weaknesses, I guess yep. would be the best way to put it. He's like when it's, whether it's rebounding, whether it's uh, yeah, he's shooting three and he's, he's kind of, he's kind of picking one area each off season to focus on a lot more. And you can tell, you know, like this off season, it was rebounding and he's yep. been putting up better numbers and he passes better now too. Yep. You know, in this game, 17 points, three assists, six boards, you know, last season you'd be lucky to get either of those. Yeah. So to me, I want to see him get, what would you say? Probably if he can get six rebounds a game, I'm pretty happy. I was going to say in that five to six range. Yep. I think that's pretty good. And, and then three to four assists. And I saw on Twitter too, that uh, somebody very wisely pointed out that if you look at, look at games from last season that he would start to leak out as soon as those shots were up. And so that was affecting his numbers. And now he's being a little bit more aggressive on the defensive side and going in for those boards and using his explosiveness to branch out after that rebound is, is his yep. and draw the play from there. Um, Jeff Teague. Oof. Wolves, if you look at those stats. Not good. Wolves lose this game. One Oh one, one twenty five. Um, as, as confident as we were, I mean, it's still Golden State. They're still absolutely incredible. This is a tough game no matter what. It's a but good measuring stick. At least you kind of know where you are. I don't think most people thought this was going to be like a championship season for the Wolves. It was kind of let's make the playoffs and go from there. Maybe win a, maybe win a series. But this, this gives you this is the best team in the West. And now you kind of know where you stand in comparison to them. And you have room to improve. Yep. And, and it's funny because you play the best team in the West and then you move on to arguably the worst. Yeah, in the Phoenix Suns at the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix on a three-day break. Not a back-to-back. Nope. Not even, you know, one night break and then you play. You had two nights of rest and then you played. So you, everything's in your favor. You're playing a really poor Phoenix Suns team. And they were on the second night of a back-to-back. I mean, so this this was this was an incredibly frustrating game. The Wolves led as many by as many as nine points throughout basically the whole second quarter. They have a third quarter meltdown. They come back at the beginning of the fourth and they basically just tank this game away. Rob, uh, there are a couple high points for me in this in this game itself. And one uh, we saw, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in uh, second quarter, but Jimmy Butler came out and said that you're going to see more of the, the scoring Jimmy Butler, which maybe that's why he shot five of 17. But we, I mean, we, we did see that. I mean, he, this my, is a good the, example. The, the, stat, the stat I like the most though, look at his free throw numbers, 14 of yep. 16 from the line. I Big. absolutely love that. Um, Jimmy with 25 points and he still got seven rebounds and five assists. So he's, this if is a, Wiggins, hold on. If Wiggins can do that every damn game, it's done. It's, it's, it's over at that point. If he yeah. can, if he can get those rebounds, he can get those assists. The big stat you want, if you were to copy Jimmy Butler's game here, the one thing you really want Wiggins to get, to be able to take from this is the free throw shooting. And he did in this specific game, Wiggins did do that. Yeah. Six to seven, six to seven. That's solid. That's the thing. But this is a good example of when the box score does not tell the whole story. It does not. If you didn't watch this game and you looked at the box score and said, wow, Jimmy Butler, 25 points, five assists, seven rebounds. That's a game you probably like only, I mean, three turnovers, but at the same time, he's, he's, he has the ball a lot. So two, three turnovers. That's not, it's not terrible, but you see this and you'd think, man, the Wolves must have had a pretty good game. 
And then you start to kind of scroll down the box score and you're like, oh, look at that field goal percentage. Let's check out, you know, like, let's check out Towns. You're like, oh, that's not great. Check out Wiggins. Shooting's not 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 great. I mean, there's some struggles, especially from three. I mean, one of five, one of three, one of three, oh of two, one of three, oh of three. Bielitsa, who was going into this game, was leading the league in three point shooting, oh of three. Almost nothing to like about this game, if I'm being honest. Now, as you were watching this, Kevin, didn't you feel like the game was still obviously we ended up losing, but at no point was I watching this game going, I mean, we're probably gonna lose. I, I still felt throughout most of this game that we were probably gonna win. And then there's like four minutes left and they go on and they scored 19 points or something around there. The last four minutes, the Suns did. You can't like, seriously, I, I, I got to say it happen. I got to say, and, and I can't believe I'm saying this. And I think the only reason why I'm actually admitting to this is because he's not in the room with us right now. Last week, Aaron said, well, aren't you worried about TJ Warren? Yeah, I and I said no. I laughed it off. I mean, he's a good player. TJ TJ Warren, great player, torches the Wolves for thirty five points on fifteen of twenty two shooting, plus twenty six. So when he was on the court, they outscored us by twenty six points. And he still and he still had six rebounds. Uh, Devin Booker, obviously, the guy is good. Thirty five nine and six for Devin Booker. Um, and those were really the two kind of high points for this team. I mean, you get guys like uh, the Dragon, uh, Dragon Bender, getting you know eight points. Josh Jackson, eight points. Marquise Chris, thirteen. So I got a lot of although Josh Jackson a minus thirteen. You know, they got a lot of other productions. Uh, who was the best player, by the way, for the Wolves? Arguably, or let's put it this way: Who had probably one of the few good games he's had this season? Who played really well? Taj Gibson. Well, Taj Gibson's always pretty 16, solid. 16 and 11, including five offensive boards. But very, he's always pretty decent. The I'm guy, very happy with that. The guy that hasn't really stepped up this season, and so it's frustrating that he finally does, and you and you lose, is Shabazz. Nine points. He looked aggressive. He didn't force anything. He took some solid shots. I mean, nine points in eight minutes. Yeah. You got really solid production from him, but he barely played. I mean, this was a game where eight, eight, or basically eight forty-eight is what he was. What his total court time yep. was. So this is that's the old Shabazz, but that's that's, that's less than a minute less than Jamal Crawford. I mean, Jamal look, Crawford struggled. Look this at game. look at the starter numbers though. Jimmy played basically forty and a half minutes. Taj had thirty-six. Cat had thirty-eight. Wiggins had thirty-eight, and Jeff Teague had thirty. So they're eating up a lot of the game time. Uh, you put Belly in for about twenty. Tyus played 17 and then nobody else over 10. So, you know, we, we had that first season where, you know, he, or the first game of the season where he had a lot, you know, he had basically a 10 man rotation and now you're really kind of seeing it whittled down and you're seeing seven guys basically play the meaningful minutes. You're seeing Jamal come in now. Granted, this is an anomaly for Jamal. He's usually going to play more minutes and then Baz, but um, you know, Gorgie got hurt. He didn't play. Which is why you saw Bielitsa more, by the way. Yeah. So that, um, I will say that definitely throws off your rotations a little bit, but that's no excuse. That does not mean you can lose this game to a really poor Suns team. Yeah, Gorgie's Gorgie's not Jimmy Butler. And he hasn't Gorgie, to be fair, Gorgie hasn't played that great this season. Uh he's really struggled. So for him to make such an impact in terms of winning losing is is not okay. Like you can't have that kind of thing. Yeah, this is this is one of those games that the Wolves are going to come back. 
later on in the season and just kind of kick themselves for losing. They will. When you lose games like this, you need to then win games that you're not supposed to. Yes. You always got to make up for stuff like this. So they have some work to do now to make up for. I mean, this is a terrible loss, like not a bad loss. This is a terrible loss. And so it, it frustrates me. It and does. it's and now, it's not going to get easier. I want I will say this. Uh, I watched this game and I know I had a lot of people disagree with me on this, but and I'm not going to say this is why you lose. I'm not saying that. I just want to point it out, though. I thought the officiating in this game was very, very poor. And it led to now, again, even like I'm not going to say this is why we lost, because you're playing the worst team. There's no way officiating should come into play at all. But 10 to 15 points from the Suns were from no calls on our end that led to wide open fast breaks. So whether it was Jimmy Butler or Tyus Jones getting like kind of knocked to the floor on shots, no call. And all of a sudden it's a, you know, a three on two or like a four on two. And that killed us. That's 10 to 15 points. The Suns got just off of that. And that was a little frustrating to me. We should, uh, we should look up the end of the game report and talk about that in quarter two. Yeah, I don't, uh, to be fair, I don't know if this game qualified. Well, I think it did. We'd have to look. We'll yeah, have to take a we'll look. We'll take a look. Um, let's let's get into the week ahead because it's not an easy road here for our Timber Pups as they go through five games upcoming um, for the squad, uh, three on the road, two at home, and the home games aren't easy. The road games aren't easy. So obviously uh, Utah Jazz Monday night, which is when we record. So like I said, this is going to be, we'll, we'll break the game down in next week's, but we'll preview it here. Uh, just real quick. No Rudy Gobert due to injury. Uh, you know, Ricky Rubio now on his home court. He has played poorly recently. Uh, you've, you've got, uh, Donovan Mitchell, a guy that I really like the wolves kind of stole a win in the home opener. I think from Jamal the Jazz. Crawford specifically stole a win. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup. Uh, but again, don't you go into it thinking it's a must win. Yes. Without Gobert, if you somehow lose this game, this is up there with the Suns for me. Yes. This is this is a bad, bad loss if you find a way to lose this game. Now, it's it's a road game. The Jazz are a good team, but Rudy Gobert's their best player. There's no reason and they've been playing poorly, by the way. The Jazz have been playing very poorly. Part of it is you look at the makeup of that team, and I'm not sure that Ricky Rubio is the best fit because it's not exactly a running team. Gobert Derek favors. Those guys aren't running out. It's just a goofy. It's kind of a goofy put together roster defensively. They've been solid. No question, but they've struggled. I have Ricky Rubio on a couple fantasy teams and I'm starting to regret it because he's been, he's been terrible fantasy wise. Yeah. He's just, he hasn't been looking good. I just don't um, see. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that this is a game that like, I'm not going to call it a lock only because of the last two games. We played so poorly, but this don't you feel this should be a lock? This should be a game that you just you win for sure. You would think it, sh- it should be that way. You would honestly think, but I don't feel that way. I know we're sitting here at seven and five, and that's a decent record. And especially given the fact that there's going to be times early in the season where you struggle a bit because you have chemistry issues. It's a new roster. You have a lot of new people, new faces. But this is under normal circumstances. I would love to call this a lock. What? Let's do this. What? What do you think? What do you think is going to happen in this game? Are you thinking a win? I'm going to go with a win. I am very confident. And without Rudy Gobert, I think Kat and Taj will get to eat. I don't think anybody else other than really, you know, than uh, 
than Rudy scares me for the bigs for this team. Um, I'm going to say it's close. I'm going to say it's a lot closer than it should be, but I think we get the win for me. I'm going to go win, but it is going to be much closer than it should be. I'm thinking we win like eight points. I think an eight point. I'm going to say less than that. I was going to say like less than five, less than five. Wow. Yeah. You really don't like it. I Before don't. Jang, uh, is, is out most likely. Yeah, he was listed as doubtful last I saw. I haven't seen any new updates. Which is not ideal. But again, having no Gobert makes it a little more palatable, at least. I just don't... You don't have great center depth. Cole Aldridge, I believe he's hurt still. He's got something going on. Um, There's just not a lot to like in terms of our center depth. And obviously, Justin Patton is still out. He has not played. He's not... He's not, you know, coming in full practice or anything like that yet. So you're a little shorthanded. You're going to need guys, you know, Towns is obviously a center, but beyond that, you're going to need guys like be to the play a little bit, probably in terms of how they have it set up. And that's part of the reason, you know, you talked about the starters playing so many minutes, you don't have a lot of options behind cat, which is why you kind of have to mishmash lineups. But at the same time, cat's going to end up playing most of the game. He's going to play, you know, five to 40 minutes minimum. Yep, and and I think I think this is going to be kind of the time that we see, you know, that uh, that cat needs to step up defensively, and he's going to have kind of the the run of the run of the litter tonight, and he's got to prove it. I I, I think we both got to call this one a win for us. Uh, Wednesday night, Spurs, Spurs at home. This is, I just after the the season opener. I I didn't like the way that the Wolves played the Spurs then. I think Pops adjusted very well. DeJount Murray is another one of those you can put him, you know, insert him here kind of guys, and he just plays incredibly well. Lamarcus had a great game. I don't think he does that again against us. Um, but I think he has a good game. I think this is tough for the Wolves to win, and I don't I just I don't think we do. Is Kawhi Leonard back? I have not heard yet. I have not heard of him being back. Originally, there was something I remember on Instagram, something with his sister, I think, posted something about how he would be back sometime this week. So that's something to watch. If he's not back, that's a game that I would like to see us win. Yes. And you're right. You know, the part of the problem with the first game is it is the first game. And so that's always going to be a little tough. But you also have the chemistry issues that I mentioned earlier. So that first game, you're playing a great team. You're playing in San Antonio. I don't know that too many people thought we had a chance to win that game. This one, I think we have a much better shot at winning. Yeah, I I absolutely do. Um, but I, I'm just I'm gonna go with the Wolves loss. I just I just don't like it. I don't like the way that the Wolves have been playing lately. I'm gonna hmm. You know what? Here's the deal. Because they lost that game to the Suns, this is going to be the game they pick up that they shouldn't, that maybe they should lose or have a good shot of losing. Okay. But they find a way to pull it out. I'm going to go with this is the one. I like your, I like your thinking there. Same I really do. Two, five, five point win, eight point win, somewhere like it's going to be single digits, single okay. digit victory. All right. I like it. Um, the next game that the Wolves take is a Friday night. So two days later. So a couple. A couple uh, night off, you know, in between here for the Wolves. Uh, they take on the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, this is a game that we need to win. This is an, this is very similar to the Suns game. Yes. The Mavericks have not been playing well. They're uh, a team you have to win. Night in, night out. Anytime you're playing them, 
they're those are must win games. I get that it's on the road, but the fact that it's on the road means then you should win by like what ten instead of twenty or ten instead of fifteen. Yeah, that's a team that you are much better than. Yeah, this this should be a a no brainer for this Wolves team. I'm gonna go with a win, and you know what? I think this game. Just like the ones we predicted before, it's going to be another single-digit victory. We're not playing good enough where we just kind of dispose of these weaker teams. Yeah, yep. We just we got to run them, run them into the ground, and uh, and end it here. So uh, this is this is a win for me. I don't I don't think there's any way around it. Uh, Sunday they return home to take on the Detroit Pistons. I think uh, this would be a little bit of a revenge game for them. Pistons, if you will. Here's a good stat for this game. Pistons are one of two teams, the other team being the Warriors, that are top 10 in both offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. If that tells you part of the Jeez, now, when we played them, we looked really bad. And now you look back and you go, well, part of it's probably that the Pistons are just a lot better than people realize. Yeah. And they've been really good. So this is a tough game, but it's a home game. I always wonder about the crowds on a Sunday, especially given this coming Sunday, we've got that big Vikings game. So I kind of wonder how good that crowd is going to be, but hopefully we can get a good crowd, make it a true home game. That's going to be, I think a key well, and, to winning this. And what's nice too. I mean, this is an earlier, earlier game. So, you know, I, I just I think if if the Vikings can pull off the home game win against the Rams, you're going to get a bunch of rowdy people that want to go and watch the Wolves and get that win there too. This could be one of those games that, you know, you walk in and it's, you know, it's just very rambunctious, rakocious, a loud a loud environment for the Wolves. You need um, that kind of I mean you really need that. That's the thing. But see, here's here's what I don't like. You, you you're at home against the Pistons. And then you got to travel to Charlotte and you play the next night against the Charlotte Hornets. Wait, wait, we didn't actually make a prediction. Oh, prediction. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to say a win against the Pistons. I think this is their, uh, their anger game. They come back and uh, they steal one back from the Pistons. All right. I'll, I'll keep with that. I think there's probably a better than not chance that they, that they win one and they lose one between the Pistons and the Spurs games would be my guess. But right now for the predictions, I'm going three and oh. All right. Uh, and then, like I said, they travel down to Charlotte, uh, the Spectrum Center, to watch the, the Wolves take on the Hornets. Uh, we kind of ran this team into the ground a little bit with an 18-point win uh, on the 5th. Do we kind of keep that same same thing going? What are your thoughts, Rob? I think this is a game, especially because it's a back-to-back, and the Hornets are kind of a goofy team. They're not great, but... Sometimes they just seem to play us really well. I like the uh, Dwight Howard cat rivalry where they've kind of been getting into yep. it a little bit with each other. Um, so I like that a lot. I just, I think the wolves take this one as well. So I'm going to say four and one out of this five game stretch. I don't like it as much. I'd say worst case scenario, they need to go three and two. I'm going to, this is the loss for me. I'm going to say this is the loss. Why is that? It just feels like after the back to back, a uh, real tough game against the Pistons. This is one of those games. I mean, it's not a trap game because it's a way and it's a really good Pistons team. I just, I just think that we're not playing consistent enough to really expect us to go undefeated in this stretch by, by any means. So I think this is going to be a loss. This is where I'm picking, picking a loss. This isn't a game that by any means is a trap game. Like you said, I mean, we, a lot of, a lot of people expect the Hornets to be, 
a playoff team in the East this year, especially with how up for grabs it is uh, given struggles of a lot of other teams. But I think you beat them once. I don't think there's any way you can really lose again to these guys. I think the Wolves uh, take this one pretty handily. So let's get into um, a segment that we haven't done in a while here. Uh, it's called the Howls. Uh, Rob, just give us a quick rundown of what the Howls are and kind of the history of them. Sure. So the Howls is a prediction segment. The way it works is each one of us. So this week it's me and Kevin. Each one of us will make two, three, sometimes four, but usually it's like two or three predictions. And then we kind of keep track of that. And the what we'll kind of do tonight, he's going to break this down, is we'll have the field goal percentage. So it's kind of like a shot. So every prediction is basically it's like a shot yeah be the best way to put it and each shot you take is can be a three-pointer it can be a two-pointer it can be uh it was one, one through four it yep. was our so it's uh one is a layup two is a free throw three-pointer and the game winner and the game winner yep yep all right so we've we've had a a very busy stretch here of the off season um kind of run down it here so Rob missed some points with uh, the Cavs winning it all. The Wolves moving it up, moving up in the lottery. Um, I missed mine uh, from back in April with Brandon Rush still being a Timberwolf and Towns getting third team. Um, Rob was actually the first one right on April 24th when he said Shabazz will re-sign with the Wolves. Uh, but he did get the next one immediately wrong, saying yep. we would sign a uh, Toronto free agent. Toronto free agent. I thought we would sign one. I was pretty confident in that one too. You were. Um, I got my prediction right that same week that uh, before next season, Kristaps or Mello would be gone. Uh, very happy to cash that in. Not the guy I thought they would have moved, mm-hmm. but um, but I was also wrong on Vince Carter playing for the Grizz and the Wolves signing Paul Millsap. Uh, Aaron uh, was wrong with uh, Shabazz going to the Sixers and uh, Gorgie averaging a minimum of 10 rebounds per game. Uh, we got, we got some, uh, some right and wrong across the, uh, across the board. I'll kind of go over just the rest of the uh, kind of notable ones. Uh, Aaron got it wrong that the wolves will move to number three, but he did get right that we will not draft Jonathan Isaac. Uh, Rob had a, uh, wolves will offer a big name free agent, 20 plus million. Got that one correct, but was wrong that Rubio would not get traded before the off season. Um, my best week though, for me personally was May 15th when I got three, correct. All yeah, three of solid. my predictions that were right. Solid. Uh, Jimmy getting moved on draft night Celtics and the Suns will both not, or will not both be top two and Don Rubio and Jones. One of them will be traded on draft night. So that was a good one for me. Um, we have some from back in July and actually none of the ones from July have actually even had the opportunity to come true yet. So, uh, still pending on those going into the totals. Uh, Aaron is in last place. Currently he is, uh, four predictions, correct out of 20 or four points. Sorry. Out of a possible 23, uh, that equals 17%. He has 22 additional points pending. Uh, Rob is in second place with nine points correct out of 27 possible uh, with nine pending uh, for 33%. And I'm actually leading the way uh, 14 points out of a possible 37, uh, which is a 37% clip. Uh, Congrats to me. 
I was actually really happy with that. Are we going to do some howls tonight? That's the plan. All right. Well, let's uh, let me just fire up the the prediction machine right here. Uh, so, Rob, why don't you start us off with your howls? All right. So my first one, I think that two wolves will make the all star team. I'm not going to say the specific players, but I will say two of them will make it. Which I right. think I think that's a I mean, considering we're in the West, that's tough to, to say we're going to get two. And who it's going to be, all that kind of thing. I I think it's going to be tough. So I think that's worth three points. I will give you three points on that. Nice. All right. Uh, Do you have any other howls? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. I think the Wolves will be a top five seed in the playoffs. All right. I think that's worth, I think it's worth two points. That's what I was going to go with, actually. Not if Aaron were here right now. He would be like negative five points. He would be so unhappy we're more us. agreeable here we, we, yes we like to you know we're generous Let's we say are we're generous. we are you have any more howls yeah so when the season ends bielitsa is going to be top 10 in three-point shooting percentage okay i think that's worth i think it's worth three because it fits the you know three three percentage come on yeah and and i mean it's it's uh it is specific but it's not unattainable it's not something that's a, a huge stretch to do so yeah so i will my three i will give you that okay uh so my first one i'm actually going to go off of uh uh the predictions that we made in the uh in the first um the first part of the quarter here on the nothing but net channel the howl radio on dash exclusively uh i'm gonna say that uh the wolves will go uh, let's say the wolves go four and one in this next five game stretch. And I would like four points for it. No, no, I don't think so. Cause that's what I think they're going to do. That's what, that was my prediction. So I'll give you three. I'll give you three. Okay. It's a tough stretch. You're talking Pistons, Hornets, Spurs. It's a tough stretch. Yeah. I'll give you three. Okay. I'll take three on that. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad will be traded to an East Eastern conference team before the deadline. Um, I'm going to go three for that one as well. Hmm. Yeah. I'll give you three for that. Okay. Just because you're specific with the conference. I do think there's a good chance he gets traded because as we've seen, he doesn't really seem to fit all that yeah. well with the current guys. Yep. Um, oh gosh. I, I have one more. I'm going to go with, uh, um, Jamal Cro- either well a a Timberwolf, and I'm just going to be a little bit vague with this, but a Timberwolf will win sixth man of the year, and I would like to go for three for that one as well. I'll give you three, but I don't think there's I don't think that it's either going to be Jamal or it's pretty much going to be nobody. I mean, maybe Bielitsa could win it, I guess, but he doesn't really play a lot of minutes. No, but I think I think his role especially with Gorgie being injured will uh, that's will not a long term thing though. No, but. His role will increase. I think he'll produce, and I think uh, uh, Thibs will reward him for that. Yeah, that could be. That could be. All right. Any more howls you want to add in before I seal this one in? Uh, you know what? I will add one more. Oh, okay. One more. I predict that Kevin will win in Can Kevin Cousy tonight. How many points do you want for that one, Rob? <laughs> um, it's a 50-50 shot, so I'll just ask for two. Okay, that's fine. I was going to say one because it's probably more or less guaranteed that I will win, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Um, would you give me two for predicting the same thing? 
Sure. Yes. Okay. You better step up then. I will definitely step up because that's four points on the line for that. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap up quarter one. Uh, coming up on quarter two is our uh, T-Wolves and NBA talker segment. Uh, we also will uh, continue with the breaking down the game segment. Rob's got one there that you definitely do not want to miss. We're going to talk about Baz's trade value. A Timberwolves pitch to LeBron. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, first off, you are listening to the Nothing But Net channel on Dash. This is the Howl Radio. Our intermission, intermission music this week is Lay Me Down. This is Time Flies on the Howl on Dash Radio. The way up, no one's sleeping on me, baby. Stay up. Been a minute since I had you in my old style, pro style. Dry the lane, we should lay up like all day, all night, all day. Or the Japanese in bed, I'm down with the role play, down with you always coming for me. Stay forever, don't you ever leave. So won't you lay me? Up with a French press and a crossword. One down, but I digress. Post eggs in my finest. Robe never tie this. Lounge wear leisure. Look, looking like your highness. That means you, my queen, left the yokes out for you. I got hopes now for you. Leslie notes on for you. Stay in, say we never have to leave. Or forever put your body on me. the howl nothing but net radio on dash that was lay me down by time flies and this is our talkers segment where we've got a lot of nba we've got wolf stuff as well and we have a lot to go off of uh for tonight first off let's uh let's do the breaking down the game this is a new segment that we have uh, on the show where we take a look at a play or a rule or something that uh, may not be all that familiar and just give you some more info on it so you can better understand it when you do see it in a game. Uh, Rob, this week it is the picket fence. Yep. Well, there's two plays we're going to go over. There's the picket oh. fence. And then I'm also going to take a look at the uh, the Elitza pop out. Okay. So the picket fence, for anyone that isn't aware of that, I suggest you go watch the movie Hoosiers. It is the best basketball movie out there. So the picket fence the play, uh, is a famous play that they run in that movie. So let's go over uh, how the picket fence works. 
So when you're looking at your uh, the personnel that you should have on the the court, now this is a shout out to BreakthroughBasketball.com. They actually go through and give the specifics on this specific play, the picket fence. Okay. So player one should be a dominant ball handler and a good decision maker. Player two should be a good ball handler, an excellent passer, and a good shooter. Player three should be a good shooter. Players four and five should be good screeners and rebounders. As far as real life examples of the picket fence, or at least something similar to it, for anyone that remembers the number of years ago, this must have been three, four years ago, Kevin Love hit that game winner in Los Angeles against the Clippers. Do you remember that, Kevin? Yes, I do. That was kind of a, a, a style very similar to the picket fence, same kind of kind of play. So here's the the uh, the walkthrough. So player one goes one on one against the defender, and the way it works is all the players would be lined up. So uh, players two through five, the guys that don't have the ball, are kind of lined up away from the basket towards the basket. So player one goes one on one against the defender all the way to the hoop if he can. The other players line up along the opposite lane line in the order indicated. So it's two, four, three, five. And that order is based on what we talked about. Each player's skill set would be in this instance. Yep. Players. And you have to note that player three is between players four and five. So it's not like it's just two, three, four, five, one at the top. It it doesn't work like that. If defenders come over to help on player one, then passing opportunities to players open for close shots become available. So what's nice about this is you have options. And that's one of the reasons why this can be such a successful play. If player one cannot beat the defender for an easy shot, he then reverses the ball to player two, who has popped up high at the top of the key. Player three steps back, players four and five step close together to provide a screen for player three. So again, we're talking, this is a play that gives you multiple options, which is pretty standard. Anyone that's played basketball before, when you're running plays, generally it's not just one thing. It's not, you know, this play is going to get this guy open. Usually there's a few different options, primary, secondary, and so on. Player two delivers a pass to player three for a short shot. Player one sets a screen for player five. So again, there's different options, but there's also lots of movement in a play like this. So that's the other thing to keep in mind. If player three is not open, player five will use player one's screen that he set on the low side. And then he moves to the weak side. Player one would then cut out to the strong side three point line. So like I said, you're looking to get multiple options and there's a lot of movement. Anyone that's played basketball knows some of the keys to basketball are always going to be movement. Movement is huge in the game of basketball. Yes, it is. Same with passing. So when you have extra options, that's always going to be a big part of whether you win or lose. And then the final step of this play, player four would set a high screen for player three, who uses it to cut into the key for a pass. Player four opens up to the ball after player three goes by. If nothing has opened up at this time, you're playing an extremely good defensive team. And that's... If you're a really sound team and you really understand your plays, if you're running them crisp, they're not wrong. It takes really good defense in order to be able to stop a play like this. So that's the thing to keep in mind when it comes to any sort of set play, things like that. Now, moving on to the Wolves specifically, we've been if for anyone that doesn't know this, and we talked about this in quarter one, but Bielitsa has been phenomenal from the three point line. And part part of the thing that they've tried to do as a result is make it so that he has really easy opportunities to shoot the three. So we're going to look at the the Bielitsa pop-out. This is an offensive play. So you have the one at the top, two and three are going to be in the corners on offense, and four and five are more towards the top of the key, but kind of spaced out to the right and to the left. 
So what player one does, he, he gets a screen set from number five. He uses that screen and then passes to four for the spot up three pointer. So in this case, that would be Bielitsa. So the goal here would be that Bielitsa basically runs up. So when one cuts forward, Bielitsa cuts to the top where one used to be, and he's wide open for that three. And the nice thing with Bielitsa is he's able to shoot that long three. So it kind of gives you some extra options there because he can be a little deeper if he needs to be and still get a shot off yeah. and still hit it at a pretty, uh, you know, pretty high tick. So if that, if that does not happen, so four pops to the center of the three point arc and awaits the pass from one. The next step would be five would set a screen for one and then roll to the rim. So just like we talked about with the picket fence, you have multiple options on this, but one of the main goals is to get the elites an open three. So that's where we're at with breaking down the game. There you go. Every week, breaking down the game here on the nothing but net channel and the Howl radio here on dash. Now let's get into our talkers. Cause we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, we have a question on uh, from Twitter on Baz's trade value. That's coming from Chad Molin. Uh, what is Baz's trade value and when will he be traded? So Chad thinks that it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when on Shabazz getting moved. Rob, what do you think? I mean, is Baz all but gone here? The tough there's, there's a few, I think there's a few parts to this. Part of the problem that you run into with Baz is that he doesn't have much trade value because he's played. I think we can all agree. And I'm the biggest Baz homer there is, but he hasn't played well. Yeah. Now the last game, you know, against the Suns, he looked pretty good. So if he could find a way to keep up that value and still be good, that would make a huge difference. So that's one of those things where kind of going forward, it's going to depend on how well he plays on top of that though. If he does increase his value at that point, does Thibs want to keep him? That's, that's kind of what you run into, but I think ultimately, and this goes back to your prediction from earlier, but I do think ultimately, I think because he doesn't fit, I think we've, we've talked about this off air a little bit too. Thibodeau just doesn't fit all that well. Uh, his scheme or Baz doesn't fit Thibodeau's scheme. Yeah. I think that's a, that's an issue. And if you watch him play, he just kind of seems out of sorts. He's not playing major minutes. I think in the end, if let's say the trade deadline comes around and there's a team that maybe he fits a little better, a team like the Lakers that really pushed hard to get him this off season, I could see a trade happening. So yeah. I think come, well, what, come trade deadline, I think he gets moved. The only what, caveat, what's, his, what's his value. I think at best you're talking like a, maybe a, a, maybe a bench veteran or something. Maybe, maybe we get a guy that fits us better. They get a guy that fits them better. A team like uh, maybe a play like that, or maybe you get lucky and the team says, we want to give you a second round pick. So it's, it's kind of goofy. I, I don't know for sure when it comes to Boz's trade value, because it's, I think it's a long ways out. Like, wouldn't you agree? He's probably not getting traded like next week. Yeah. If he gets traded, it's by the deadline. So it's tough to say what his value is going to be at that point. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And I mean, in, in all honesty, with how Thibs has kind of been run, just running them on the bench and giving them the minimal minutes. I mean, I I don't even think it's, you know, I think it's just a, a, a second round pick. I mean, I don't honestly know that we can get anything really more than that. Like the Wolves will find somebody in free agency or make a call up from the G League at that point in time. But I, I just don't know if we can get a player in return for Baz that's of any value to us whatsoever. And again, that's why I said maybe a bench, maybe a bench veteran, maybe someone that just doesn't fit the scheme they're in. 
and you're working with a team that Boz would fit a little better. So anyone that thinks you're getting high value for Boz is, is completely wrong, which I will say that goes back to the rest of the season. If Boz starts to play well, the, the reason why you would possibly keep him, if let's say you found a role that fits him a little better and he meshes well with the bench, because as of right now, that hasn't happened. Keep in mind, we have his bird rights next year, so we can go we can go over to sign him. There's not, that's, but he has to fit in the scheme important. for us to be able to do that. Correct, which is why that's that's the caveat. If they find a way to use him and have him be effective going forward, then I think we've we've got something. I just don't I don't think that's going to happen. So I think would we both agree? I think Chad Chad is correct. I think by the deadline does get traded. There's just you don't get much for him. Correct. I can definitely uh, definitely so see again, that being. Uh, thank being you, the Chad case. Molin, for that question and for anyone else that wants to throw questions at us you know hit us up at the hall radio and we can we're more than happy to answer uh whether it's fan questions yeah wolves questions general nba questions any of that stuff yeah absolutely uh let's uh let's talk about this now lebron is i mean more or less everybody's kind of thinking that he's just going to walk out of cleveland come the end of the season as a as a you know, free agent. He has the opportunity to opt out of his, out of his content, out of his contract. Um, and every team in the NBA would love to have LeBron on their squad. Does it make sense for so some anyways? Does it make sense for some teams? No, but every team but they would, would be, would him. be lying if they said that they didn't want LeBron on alone. Team. Wouldn't you say, even if your team's bad and LeBron's not the answer necessarily, you would still take it because it's going to make you money. Yeah, exactly. So the fine folks at uh, bleacher report put out um, a article called all 30 NBA teams making their pitch to sign LeBron. Uh, a lot of it bodes on the, humor side of things. But I mean, there's, there's stuff in there that you can see as well for basketball reasons. So the first one we'll do, and and this will, this will set up the whole thing for you is let's just get right to Minnesota. Yeah. Let's take a look. I mean, that's the most important, obviously. Yes, it is. So the short pitch, there's a short pitch and a long pitch, um, short pitch. We have a dope ass mall. I love it. We do. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, we've got a couple. Uh, the long pitches, uh, basically, you know, we can sell you on playing for Thibs next to Jimmy Butler and having the ability to kind of step into a smaller role, uh, while mentoring cat and Wiggins. Uh, but we won't sell you on that. The reality is a lot of teams can offer you stability or a model for sustainable success. Tongue twister there. Our question is, how many can give you a 4.2 million square foot mall with four different sunglass huts and its own amusement park? Charlotte sure as hell can't. We'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, LeBron, if you want to shop at a, at a no heat, no air conditioning mall that's heated and cooled by the uh, the body heat of the people inside. Has a couple roller coasters inside of it and a Tim Hortons. That's yeah. Come to Minnesota. There's lots of reasons. And yeah. We've talked about this in the past. If LeBron's goal was just to win Minnesota for years, because uh, even even before we got Jimmy Butler, if you were to tell, you know, think about that. Think about that core. Let's say you had Towns, you have Wiggins. Uh, I think you had some options where it would have made sense for him to still come here. The second you get Butler, if you could find a way to get LeBron as well. I mean, you're talking, you know, arguably a big four. Yeah, and it makes a huge. lot of sense. And you. 
I think if you if you put LeBron on this team as is right now, now granted, the money thing is is a whole different ball game. Like yeah, the money thing would be almost impossible, if not impossible. But if there was a way to do it, and you somehow brought him in, I mean, you're probably the favorites to win it all. I would guess pretty darn close to it, you know, or, or you're right up there with the Warriors at least. God, could you imagine that squad? That's what all I can do is just imagine it. I, unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's so not, unlikely. It really isn't a reality for this Wolves team unless moves are made. <clears throat> Got that frog in your throat. <clears throat> Hold on. This isn't a reality for this Wolves team unless financial moves are made and a few of them. And it's it's picking apart the roster. It's probably saying goodbye to Taj and Teague just to have enough. And then you got, and then you'll sign a tough. couple yeah. min level guys. And even then it's still tough. Like not everyone gets lucky like the warriors because number one, you're in California, a place people want to be. Yep. So you're getting guys that are like, well, yeah, I, I'll take less money. So I just don't know that you could fill out your team as well as you can in other places. You know, even if you look at Miami and when Miami had that big three and then they had a deep, pretty, pretty good squad, obviously winning two championships. But again, it's Miami. Minnesota, I just don't think if you told how many guys in the NBA, if you were like, look, if you come here, you're going to have a pretty good role on the bench. We're not going to pay you much money, though. And they're gonna be like, well, but it's Minnesota. Yeah, I'm I'm going to come here because it's Minnesota. I think that's an issue. Whereas guys would go to some of those southern states more. That's more likely. Yeah. So so to be fair, as much as it'd be great to be have LeBron here. I just don't know. I mean, there's just nothing realistic about it. Bottom line. Yeah. Uh, let's run down uh, the other 29 teams with uh, just kind of briefly some of their pitches. If they're a worthy candidate, we'll explore. We'll explore it more. Yeah. Uh, the first one is Atlanta. Um, we have good food and good hip hop and uh, some basketball players. Yeah, that sums it up. I mean, that's really there. I appreciate that they give you the short pitch because that's all we're looking at for yeah. most of these teams. Yep. Really is. Um, Moving on to Boston, Boston would be a very interesting one. And that's, yeah. that's what we want to kind of cover here with this one. Uh, their short pitch is rings uh, and the long pitch says, let's be real. LeBron, if you leave Cleveland, you're doing it for one reason to win more championship franchise has 17 great coach, couple of stars to play, play alongside with um, another one. We would gladly trade if you so desired clears the throat. So a little jab at Kyrie there. Um, yeah, cause that's not working by the way. Uh, we have one of the more devoted fan bases in the NBA. We might not be Miami or LA, but we could, but you could do a whole lot worse. Plus, and most importantly, they're in the East. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a solid sales pitch right there. There's a pitch I think, but, but I think, I think they're right. You definitely couldn't have him and Kyrie on the same team. Yeah, it did. That would not go well. Uh, before we get on to the next one, I uh, just want to remind you, you're listening to the nothing but net channel on dash radio. This is the Howl radio. Uh, you can hear us Wednesdays from two to five. What time's on Saturday, Rob? Uh, Saturdays, uh, we start at 10 o'clock. So 10 to one, 10 to one. Beautiful. And now I just found out today too, that we're on iTunes again. Yep. Yep. So if you miss us on one of those two days, you're like, gosh, I got to get my Howl fix. You can find us on iTunes, iTunes. Uh, we're also on Podient, but most people, obviously iTunes is going to be the easier solution yeah. there. Yep. All right. Uh, the next one that uh, pops up on the list is Brooklyn. 
Uh, their short pitch, and I actually really like this idea, and I, I thought that some people should use this as a recruiting uh, tactic for like college players, uh, but cement your legacy by building something out of nothing. This is always the pitch I want the Govers to make to players, like the top players in our in our state. Well, they and, just signed three in state yep, ones. I, I think, wish they I wish they could have gotten Trey. The big but. pitch is be be the first guy to put this school yep. on the map. Yep, and, and the first guy to did that did it was Coffee. Amir Coffee did it, I think. Other guys had opportunities. You know, Tyus had an opportunity. Trey, um, yep, Trey. Uh, well, Trey's more recent, but yeah, I mean, Gary Amir, Trent Jr. I mean, like players um, that could have done it, but yeah. But the first guy that was like, nope, this is I'm going to make this my team was was Coffee. Yeah, I appreciate that. But so I, I agree. I think this is a good pitch uh, to make. Why not? Yeah. Um. I mean, their their roster does suck. Uh, flexibility. They they have a little bit, but yep. they got to move on from Mozgov and Alan Crab, which to they owe, to which team. which they owe sixty nine million dollars to combined to both of them. Yep. Uh, the next team is Charlotte. Uh, their short pitch is if you can't beat the goat, join them. Yeah, that's fair. A Jordan run franchise. This I think this wouldn't be a good fit for them or for him. I would say. Um, I mean, LeBron's so good. He fits anywhere, but you're right. I don't think this is Dwight. I, 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 I really love him playing with Kemba, but I don't like I him playing with Dwight and Kemba. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a similar game to Kyrie. You know what I mean? Yes. You're getting a similar type of basketball. Uh, next up is Chicago. The bulls uh, come build a super team in a great basketball city is their short pitch. So think about this. You're talking Chris Dunn. If he's, I guess he's hurt right now. I mean, he's yeah. not great. Let's not talk. Forget, you know, forget, forget I said anything. Forget Chris Dunn. Well, Zach but Levine. Zach Levine, Lowry Markinen. Bobby Portis. Yep. You've got some, you've got some pieces. You know, the only worry about Chicago is if you're there, you know, Bobby Portis might punch you in the face. Yes. That's the only downside there. But, but, but some pieces. That's, that's, that's the point that you know Chicago want to move on from you is if Bobby Portis punches you in the face. So the come build a super <laughs> team. The only thing I'm going to say about this, though, is. This short pitch requires LeBron to do work to bring other players. Yes. Which we haven't seen from the other pitches. So I think immediately LeBron would shoot this idea down because he's like, well, no, you need to pitch me. You're telling me, could you come pitch for us? Like, no. Yeah. This isn't baseball. I'm not pitching. (laughs) Move on. Uh, So next up is Cleveland. Their short pitch is there's no place like home. Let's hear the long pitch because obviously this is kind of his team. Yes. Uh, So we know we've had our difficulties in the past with – what with the comic sans letter, not giving you a supporting cast the first time around and that whole Jersey burning thing. But 2016 was awesome. And with the combination of our roster, a healthy Isaiah Thomas and that 2018 Brooklyn pick, they believe that they have the pieces to get you another championship or two. And remember what happened last time you decided to leave for greener pastures. You were labeled a traitor and a front runner for the sake of your legacy. And for the sake of the city you love, please stay. I feel like they had a pretty good pitch until they tried to shame him. Yes. With that last few lines. <laughs> so this is a failed pitch in my mind. This would be a failed pitch. Yeah, I would not I get resign it. for that. I get it. But I think that last section is probably that unspoken thing. You don't need like maybe don't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Dallas Cowboys. Come prove you're the greatest athlete of all time is their short pitch. Um, This. <sighs> Wait, this is who Dallas Mavericks. Gotcha. So I don't know. This doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They'll have money freed up. Uh, I mean, we're on the Dirk Nowitzki retirement tour. Um, they've got Dennis Smith jr. Who's a freak. I love that. Um, they've got the other Curry, but, uh, but ultimately this is kind of a, this is a uh, swipe left. Yes. 
Yes, if we were playing uh, free agent signing Tinder, the reverse. Yes. In fact, going forward, I think we should uh, let's let's do the swipe left, swipe right. I, I like it. I All like right. that. Next up is Denver. The Nuggets uh, makes a ton of sense. To short me. pitch here is nobody here gives an S word. And that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, I don't even know if we need to go to a long pitch necessarily. Yeah, I but I do think if you threw him on this roster, you know, him, Millsap, they've got some good young pieces. Jokic. Yep. I, Jamal I would, Murray. I would watch that. That would, would be a dangerous that. squad. I'm going to swipe right. Yeah, I'm, I think swiping right is good here. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next up, Detroit Pistons. This is uh, intriguing. <laughs> this is intriguing. They're short pitch. At least we're not Cleveland. And they're not wrong. I, I, we don't need to get in depth with the Pistons. We've already talked previously in the previous segment about how good they've been playing. If you paired him up with the pieces they have there, I think you got something. Him and Drummond, and yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a good squad there. I will swipe right for that one. Yep. yep. Uh, next up, Golden State Warriors. Uh, short pitch. Let's hear the long pitch to this. Okay. Short pitch is embrace the hate. I like that. The long pitch. The most fun you ever had playing basketball was during your four years as the lead villain in Miami. What better way to reclaim that heel status than to sign a vet minimum deal with us and go 82 and L from a basketball standpoint, it would be beautiful. Durant and Draymond would play the front court and be matchup nightmares. Steph and clay would just hang out in the splash zone and give the rest of you space to operate. And you would orchestrate it all rings are rings. And the history books won't include asterisks. I mean, it's, I'm going to swipe left only because I hate the Warriors and I like LeBron. Yeah, I just I just don't want this to happen. It's also not possible. Let's not pretend this is happening. It would not be good for the league. In all honesty, it's not good for anybody. It's not good for anybody. No, the players, it would never happen. In fact, I think I'd go far as far as saying I don't think I mean, the Warriors aren't even going to approach it. No, I don't think it's 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 not. It's not. No swipe left. Uh, Next up on the list is Houston. Uh, short pitch is your best shot at a championship besides golden state. They don't have a lot of cap flexibility though. Yeah. They're not making much money. They're really not. I mean, it would be, it would be crazy to see CP three, James Harden and LeBron together. I don't know that it would work. Cause I think Chris Paul is a playoffs, uh, uh, curse, but I I completely agree. But uh, James Harden and LeBron together would be crazy. I would, you know, I'm going to swipe right just because this would be a nice, this would be fun to watch. I'll swipe right. I'll it, swipe would be, right. it would be fun to see a I'm not Houston, gonna go in depth. I'll swipe right. A Houston Golden State finals. I'm going to swipe right as well. Uh, you are listening to the nothing but net channel. This is the Howell radio exclusively on dash. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Howell radio uh, this afternoon or this morning. If it's Saturday uh, next up on the list, the Indiana Pacers, uh, their short pitch. Come run up your career stats. Now, I couldn't swipe life left fast enough. I'm going to say real quick. This is that person that has like a group photo as their profile picture. And you're just like, which one are you? <laughs> nope. Not trying to figure that out. I actually don't hate this. I really don't because DeMontis Sabonis is playing well. I like the way that Oladipo is playing. I don't think you can convince Boyan me. Bogdanovich. But you're not, you're not winning. No, it's, it's more or less a pro-am team. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm just, I will swipe left as well. Uh, Number 13 on the list, the LA Clippers Uh, play in LA and actually win some games. Is there short pitch? Oof. I man, that's such a snake bitten franchise and not snake bitten in the fact that they just have bad luck and stuff. They just never seem to do anything with the talent they get. 
Now, granted, they got rid of their dead weight in Chris Paul. It sounds funny <laughs> saying that, but just seconds ago, we we referenced how he just seems like he's bad luck in the in the playoffs. And Redick and Jamal Crawford. So. You know what? I just don't like it. Something about it I don't like. I'm left in it. I'm swiping left. I'm going to swipe right on this one. I think it's not as bad as we uh, as we think. Um, and him with uh, Blake Griffin, I think would be would be really nice, at least for a year or two. Sure. Uh, next up on the list, the L.A. Lakers. Short, I'm gonna hold on, hold okay. on. Short pitch. Let me get the pitch in first because it, right, right. it makes me laugh. Short pitch. We deserve it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I got some four letter words coming their way. If that's what they're going to pitch is going to be. Uh, first, there was hashtag Dwight Mayer. Then we had hashtag former future Laker, Russell Westbrook and hashtag maybe future Laker, Paul George. Yeah, I'm going to swipe right just because it's not unrealistic that this happens. It would be horrible, but it's yeah. not unrealistic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not. I'm going to swipe left. I think. If LeBron opts out of Cleveland, it's not going to be to play for a, a large market. It's going to be to win championships, and L.A. is just too far out. No, but that's the thing. If you're going to get LeBron, they're going to have cap space, and so they could load up on a couple guys. There's talk about how Paul George is going to go there. So we'll see. It's realistic. Just, it's realistic. I think yeah, it's realistic. I don't like it, though. I, uh, I, don't, I don't think you have to like it. I, I'm just saying I think it could happen. Uh, next up, the Memphis Grizzlies and their short pitch. Wouldn't it be fun to yell at Mario Chalmers again? I like that. I don't think we need to stay on the Grizzlies too long, but I actually like a lot of the Grizzly players. I like what they're, there's something about the Grizzlies that I will pretty much forever appreciate. So I'll swipe right. Uh, Add him to Marcus all and Marcus all mm-hmm. Mike Conley. Yeah, that's a good squad. I'm going to swipe right as well. I watch that. that next up Miami. Uh, their short pitch. Didn't we have a lot of fun together the last time? Not really, man. Get, get him with Whiteside. That'd be that'd be scary. He gets Dion Waiters again and Drogic. Because right? uh, did they play play together? Didn't they? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. No. Maybe Waiters wasn't there with. Maybe he wasn't there with LeBron. Well, regardless. Um. Yeah. I'd I'd, I'd swipe right. It's the East. Uh, you'd have a pretty you'd have a pretty solid squad. Yes. I'm gonna swipe left. I don't like it for him. Uh, for the same kind of reason as that. It's just that's not a championship caliber team. I mean, they could make the championship. They could, but they've got a lot of cap space tied up as well. Next up, though, is a team I really like a lot, and I want to go in depth with the long pitch on. You may call me crazy. The Milwaukee Bucks. Well, again, they're not going to have a lot of cap space. Their short pitches change the big city narrative. Uh, Here in Milwaukee, we're fans of the simple things in life. Beers, brats, and seven-foot point guards with slinkies for arms. I, I I would love to see LeBron and Giannis team up together. And then you get Jabari Parker back off of injury. You have Bledsoe on the squad. Although Jabari Parker, uh, they'd have to pay him a ton of money. If he's going to come back uh, again, I don't think they'd have to pay I'm him a ton say, of money though. Well, I, if I you really look at don't. what Embiid just made, Jabari is going to command lots and lots of money. Yeah. But Embiid has done more than, than Jabari Parker has. Well, yeah, Jabari's is, always hurt. Yeah, exactly. Always so hurt. I think they could maybe get away with like a couple year deal for not a lot of money. To have him prove that he can stay healthy. I'm fine with this. I'm going to swipe right. I'm huge on that. I'm going to swipe right as well. Uh, Next up, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Join the bigs in the big easy. I mean, I'll swipe right only because would I like to watch Cousins with Davis and with LeBron? Of course. Like, who wouldn't want to watch that? 
they're going to have nobody to be able to play point guard or shooting guard. But at that point, it honestly don't. Well, they've got really matter. LeBron plays. LeBron plays a lot of the point anyways. Well, yeah, but you got to have five guys on the court. Yeah, but you're going to get You're going to get veterans that would take the minimum to play there. Yeah, that's true. Not like what we talked about in Minnesota. This is actually a place that people want to go to. And if you had those, if you had that big three, you're going to get guys that are willing to play there. I'm going to, I'm going to swipe right on that. I think that would be fun to see. Yep. I'd watch that. Next up is the New York Knicks with their pitch. Come own this city. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's the East, I guess. I, yeah. Staying in the East playing Chris, with playing with Chris, yeah, playing with Chris Dobbs, but man, that's a, that's, that's a rough team. There's not a lot to love there. Um, Frank Natilakina. It's the Knicks. I, you know, Knicks are such a storied franchise. Ron Baker. There's a draw. <laughs> Spike Lee. Spike right? Lee. There's a draw. I'll swipe right just because I, I don't know. There's something about it that just, that that kind of, that kind of sounds okay. It did. Yeah. I mean, it sounds all right. Um, I'm going to swipe right. I would love to see LeBron. I don't Chris love Hops. it, but there's something about it that just, I could see it. I, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Uh, next up, OKC Thunder. Uh, their short pitch, no distractions, just basketball. I like that as a pitch. There's not really. Do you agree with it, though? There's, there's not the glamour of the big city in Oklahoma City. And I think that's what they're trying to trying to say. Um, Russ, Paul George, Mello, LeBron. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I, 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 you have to swipe right. Yeah. That's a no brainer. Uh, quarter two of the Howl. Nothing but net radio here on Dash. Uh, this is our T Wolves Talker segment. We are breaking down uh, all 30 NBA teams as they make their pitch to sign LeBron James. Uh, just are they a good fit? We're kind of swiping left, swiping right on our thoughts, kind of the little Tinder approach to it. Uh, next up is the Orlando Magic. Uh, family friendly, fun, and a whole lot of sun and left. That's really all that they have. So I will left, pass left, as well. Left. Yes. There's nothing to like here. Uh, this is the, this is, you know what, this is the picture. So I, I'm not going to call this person out. One of my friends ha- is on a dating app and there's a picture and it's literally, this person is being thrown up on by like a goat. That's their profile. picture, <laughs> And that's what this is right here. So we're swiping hard. It's left. the person getting this thrown up on left. the goat or the goat. It doesn't or matter. The goat. <laughs> uh, neither one is appealing for LeBron. <laughs> uh, next up is Philadelphia. Their short pitch is let Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid yeah. carry you through old age. This is an easy right. This is an yeah. easy right. Oh my! I would love to see that. Yep. Uh, ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, Joel Embiid, Dario yeah. Saric. This is and easy. LeBron. This is easy. sign me up. Yep, sign me up. That's a swipe. No right. long pitch needed. Next up, Phoenix Suns. Uh, this is weird. This is <laughs> a weird one. Here's their short pitch. You can be the superstar, the GM, the coach, hell, even the owner. Yep. You know, which that would probably be the only way that LeBron would ever go to Phoenix. There's just something about Phoenix that I don't hate. I guess I'll, I'm going to swipe right because you, it's him, you, you know, Devin Booker. There's just, there's some interesting pieces there. I would like to see LeBron captain that ship. Okay. I'm just going to give you a snippet of the long pitch just because it's hilarious on the court and in the huddle. You'll be the unquestioned alpha off the court. You'd call all the shots. Want us to fire Jay Triano and promote James Jones to head coach. You got it. You want us to trade Dragon Bender in a first round pick for Joe Johnson? Why the hell not? (laughs) 
you want to be the first NBA player in history to be also be the primary owner of the team? Well, Robert Sarver might be looking to sell anyways. Although I don't, can you, I don't even know if you can do that, but regardless, yeah, there's a re I don't know. I like it. I'm, I'm swiping, right? I'm going to swipe left just cause it's Phoenix. You're the worst. I am horrible. Ugh. Uh, next up Portland, uh, short pitch, come play for the best fans in the NBA. Uh, they're not the best fans. Hmm. Uh, I got to swipe, right? I'd, yeah, I, I guess Dame, Dame, CJ and yeah. LeBron together would be a deadly lethal yep, combination. Yep. No, I would definitely, there's, there's reasons to like that. I'm fine with that. Uh, next up on the list is Sacramento. Uh, short pitch. Let's make NBA 2.0 a reality. I love what Sacramento's building there. It has not worked out for them so far this year. Uh, but I really, I really like what they've done in terms of like that young talent. Put LeBron with Willie Cauley Stein, some of those other pieces, Scal, Deer and Fox. Yes, sign me up. I'm I'm a hard right there. Matt Barnes. The veteran that would love to play with LeBron, Matt Barnes. Uh, next up, San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, of course. Let let Pop transform you yeah. into the most unstoppable player in NBA history. Yeah, that's an easy one. For, obviously, that's, that's a easy. huge swipe, that's, right? That's very similar like the Magic. It's yep. just like super easy to say yes to as opposed to, yeah. you know, a team like Well, that. and with this too, you know, you look at Manu, you know, he's 40 and he's still playing 20 minutes a game. Yep. LeBron could easily play that long in that amount of time and excel and the Spurs would be unstoppable. Uh, next up the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Uh, be the greatest NBA player of all time to play in Canada. Yeah. I mean, they've had some good players, obviously, you know, whether it's Vince Carter who, or, you know, different players, Tracy McGrady was there, but uh, hmm. Yeah, I think this is a, this is semi easy to swipe right. It's the East. There's things to like there. You compare him with Lowry. You compare him with DeRozan. There's some nice pieces there. Yeah, that'd obviously. be a good that'd be a good squad. Yeah, I'd enjoy watching that. It's I I I feel like those two guys are pretty easy to root for too. Yeah, so I'm fine yep. with that. Uh, next up on the list, Utah Jazz. Uh, the pitch. Our fans will treat you with kindness. Hey, Rubio and LeBron. Yeah, I'm I'm there. Not I'll, even that. Right. Go Bear and LeBron. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just. I only say Rubio because that's the Wolves tie. Yeah, obviously we're 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 big Rubio Bobos here. So we are. Yep. Uh, last on the list, the Washington Wizards. Their short pitch. That's we're easy. in the East. That's <laughs> well, but it's also Bradley Beal, John Wall. Those guys. They they know what they're doing. They win. I, yeah, yeah. That's easy. It's an easy right. That easy is a right. that is a pros team. It is. You, you got to say. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. I like that a lot. So LeBron's got a lot of options. A lot of teams that he can go to. A lot of teams that he should go to and should avoid. Uh, time will only tell. Will LeBron opt out of his deal and become a free agent? Will he stay in Cleveland? Uh, you know what? How a hot topic right there. All right. Let's get into our uh, next. Uh, talker here on the show. Uh, where the heck is Aaron Gordon come from? So this is a shout out. I'll give this shout out to uh, the, our newest uh, show on nothing but net radio, which is what you're listening to currently. This is the Howl radio. Yes, it is. This week we had uh, our Orlando magic show debut magic. They are, I believe it's late night magic. And they actually sent this out and they pointed out that Aaron Gordon has been phenomenal and he should be most improved player. And this is a nice streamline from Wolves talk because Aaron Gordon going into, so going into right before Saturday's game, 
Bielitsa was leading the league. Yes. And actually, just before that, he actually lost the lead in three-point shooting to Aaron Gordon, of all people. Yeah, so the super impressed top five right now, Tobias Harris at 50.6, Otto Porter, 51, CJ McCollum, 52, uh, Belly at 53.3, Aaron Gordon at 55.3% on three-point percentage. Yeah, I, and actually, I mean, there's a lot, I've seen his name starting to come up more in terms of most improved player, and man, I'm, you know, coming out of college, I was, I was a really big fan of his. I really liked him at the University of Arizona. I, I, I really liked what he was offering, but he he's never really seemed to kind of take that next step when he's been with the magic. Yeah. This is I mean, clearly people, the next people step. label him a bust already. He's 22. He's just 22 years old. And the guy's putting up fantastic numbers, 19 points, uh, almost eight rebounds, you know, two and a half assists. I mean, these are solid. I mean, these are really solid numbers. 65% effective field goal. There's just a lot of things to like about Aaron Gordon right now. Uh, would I, I, you know, 72% for a big man's not terrible, but you'd like him to be better at the free throw line. Yep. That'd be one area if you're going to be picky, but he's been, he's been pretty solid, oh, man. I, I think at this, I think he's kind of a front runner at this stage for most improved player defensive rating. is not terrible. One Oh five offensive rating, 125. There's a lot to like. Yeah. And the, he's, he's kind of helped uh, boost an Orlando magic team to an early eight and five record. Um, I mean, he was seven and th- seven for 13 last week on three pointers. Um, the, the magic as a team though, are still struggling, but his play is a, uh, is a bright spot for that Orlando magic team down there. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I just think there's lots of things to like about that. Uh, so the next one I want to talk about, and this is our howl hot topic of the week. Um, I saw it in my fantasy basketball. It really, really hurt. Uh, Rudy Gobert was injured. He will be out what? Four to six weeks, Rob. Yes. Was that what it was? That's that's correct. And he was injured. Uh, some people are saying purposely by Dion waiters. Yep. So that's going to be the hot, hot topic this week. Did waiters try to hurt Gobert on purpose? If you watch that play, I think there's a pretty good argument for him doing it on purpose because he dives for the ball, but he like sort of dives. He hits the ball and then he, it looks sure looks to me like he kind of turns, sees Gobert and kind of flings his body the rest of the way right into Gobert's leg. And I'm not the first person. I probably won't be the last person that says this is this was on purpose. So it needs to be this needs to be the how the howl hot topic. And we'll put up a poll. Yeah, we got to. So was take, it was take your this vote. on purpose? Like, what are your thoughts? So keep an eye out for that. Uh, did, what do you think, Kevin? You've seen the play. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing is, you know, heat of the moment kind of stuff. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that we just, we just don't know as a whole. And there's no way to know. And it was, it was a very physical game. I mean, if you look at the play like Rudy or uh, Ricky Rubio and Goran Dragic, but gosh, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to say for sure, you know, uh, I can't say that it was for sure on purpose, but video man makes it look really, really skeptical. I, it really does. I, I had read. So before I saw the play, I had seen a few people and, and part of that you run into is obviously Utah jazz fans are going to be a little more biased, but once you see that play, it's, it's definitely there. You can, there's a good argument for it for my money. So that'll be the whole, hot topic this week you know going back to last week 
So our how hot topic for so for anyone that listens every week, we do hashtag how hot topic. And it's it's a question we're going to ask of you, the listeners is is basically how it works. So each week we're going to pose on Twitter a question of sorts. So last week, the how hot topic was should Carl should Carmelo Anthony have been ejected for his play? We actually posted the play as well. So to go over the options, there was yes, no, hell nah, and hell yes, and hell nah won in a landslide. <laughs> if you even just account for the no's, like should he have been ejected, 94% of people said he should not have been ejected for this. I'm a little surprised that anyone said hell yes, 3%. Uh, the same as the standard yes. Uh, I voted. I voted yes on uh, that. You know, around a hundred votes. Probably the only one. Yeah, around a hundred votes. So, um, you know, pretty good sample size. And and I'm one hundred percent in agreement with that. Hell nah, you should not have been ejected for that. So take a look at that. But this week, the Howl Hot topic is going to be the play, and we'll post a link. So pay attention to at the Howl Radio, or you can even just click on hashtag Howl Hot Topic and search Twitter. You can look at the the newest one. You look at past ones. We give you a few different options. Yeah, and we'll post the video so you can watch it for yourself if you haven't seen it. Uh, coming forward through the next part of the season. Is it true, Rob, that the Warriors seem to have the easiest schedule? Yep. So this was from a few days ago, but they talked about how the Warriors at that point had the toughest schedule in the NBA. And they said going forward, they have the easiest schedule. And my my response to that was, how does how do the Warriors having won two of the last three championships? How do they have the easiest anything? There's Makes no sense. way they should have the easiest schedule going forward. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, no, I'd, I mean, if, if anything, if you're a championship caliber squad and you've won two of the last three, you should probably have one of the toughest schedules. 100%. And the NBA definitely no, needs to fix that. I get that part of it is going to be the whole your division, if your division's not great, for example, but they're in the West, so it's not like they're playing poor, poor teams. Yeah. So they shouldn't have the easiest. I, I just don't get that. That's That's something that is a little goofy to me. So I, and I think this goes back to the, the topic of grabbing the 16 best teams and then changing the schedule to make it a little more balanced and you wouldn't have problems like this as much. Yeah, exactly. And I think we've, we've seen, uh, you know, silver has talked about it and he's talked about it a lot that he's willing to give it some thought and consider it. I think it would be a great jump. And then we can finally see some really good finals matchups as well. Yep. Well, you'd see a lot of good matchups in general. Yeah. And you, you now obviously, and this would force, you know, this topic goes back to this would force the East to be more competitive Yeah, because you can't just slide in with a crappy team because now you're going up against everybody. Yeah. Now you're not, you're not going to have teams under 500 making the playoffs yep. so ever this, again. This balances everything and it makes the NBA a lot more palatable, a lot more watchable. Uh, so just a, a quick update in the uh, NBA.com power rankings. The wolves fell four spots to number 10 generous uh super generous uh the wolves ranked 28th in effective field goal percentage from outside the paint and defensive rating 27th yeah uh 11th in uh, pace 10th in offensive rating so those numbers are at least okay but that defensive rating absolutely really That's really tr- really needs to get trash. up yeah it's it's horrible their net rating is minus 2.6 which puts them at 22nd what is that though league. like there's no place to go but up 
Can we go with that? Well, I mean, technically, you can still go down almost no, no, eight no. spots. Don't don't say that. Don't so say that. No, the I mean, Wolves, no, no, defensive rating, defensive rating. Oh, only three spots then. So and, yes, and, there's and, not a lot. There's not yeah. a lot more room until we hit rock bottom defensively. Just all I want, I don't need him to be top ten. Would I appreciate top ten defense? Of course, but just give me average. Just give me league average defense. Fifteen. Yeah, that's all. Give I want. us fifteen. I don't think I'm asking for too much. Not at all. All right, well, that uh, that's going to wrap it up on the Nothing But Net channel presenting the Howl Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining us uh, once again. Uh, Wednesdays from 2 to 5, Saturdays from 10 to 1. If you miss one of those, we are now back on iTunes. Uh, you can find us, what, Rob, the, the Howl Radio? Yeah, the Howl Radio, yep. Uh, We're also on Podient. Please, please leave us a, a rating and a nice little comment about the job that we do. Uh, we'll really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, as we send you out on the show today, until next week, this is Time Flies with Semi Charmed. Thank you, and until next time, let me get a howl. My heart was gold, and I feel it coming in waves now. Something we're trying to save now. There's no doubt your heart was cold. It's easy to see from the outside, but Sixth Street and Spring had a sour bite. I was so down. I told you I want something else to get me through this semi-charm kind of life. Baby, baby, I want something else. I'm not listening when you say goodbye. Try and act like an angel I'm trying hard not to hate you You're out your mind Your heart is cold Like, oh, matter of fact Cause like when I look back Could've used a straight jack You're crazy, like crazy Tell no lie Oh, I'm the sh- Yeah, I know Easy come, easy go Check I'm good on my own Still she blowing up my phone I don't want you anymore You just gotta let me go You'll regret the things you did when girl you're I'm kind of like, baby, baby, I want something else. I'm not listening when you say You win some, you dim some I'm solo in my kingdom More dough than Homer Simpson And now I want something else Can't stay, now I gotta go Took abuse from Bay, no Guantanamo Gotta jump ship real quick, go Geronimo I can't help myself, I told you I want something else To get me through this Semi-Trump kind of life Baby, baby I want something else I'm not listening when you say